and we are live. Welcome to another episode of the Mana Agile Conversations with yours truly, Joe Botiano, an Agile practitioner by profession, learner of life, um, still learning and uh, making friends along the way. Um, on this podcast today, we're only lucky to have one of the musketeers who've been missing in action. Today, he managed to make it after three podcasts. Edward, so Edward, just to familiarize you with the environment, you start by introducing yourself. <laughs> who is Edward? Yeah. So in, a, in a just about 30 seconds, who is Edward? Okay, uh, I'm Edward Mungai. I like to say I am a father and a husband because that is a primary role. Then I would say I'm an agile practitioner as well as a portfolio and a program management specialist with 18 years of experience within the region that is Eastern Central Africa. And I'm glad to be here, Job. Over to you. Thank you. Uh, once again to our listeners, um, our mandate, our vision, our goal is to empower, to educate uh, all those who are trying to get into the agile world and seem to be struggling with uh, where to get help from. So this podcast is meant to bring all the discussions together, uh, some of the contentious topics uh, that you may encounter or some of the challenges that you may encounter while trying to deliver product using the Agile framework. So if you have any feedback, any question, kindly let us know through the links that we'll provide you with at the end of the podcast. But welcome along the ride. So today we're trying to conclude on the earlier topic that we, we began on in our previous top, uh, podcast, which was the different roles within the Agile framework. Now, I'm not going to pigeonhole this discussion to any particular framework, um, though I know we will deviate to Scrum because Scrum is one of those frameworks that is largely adopted by most organizations. And I'm a big, 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 big uh, follower and implementer of Scrum. Now, to be able to understand the different roles uh, as prescribed by Scrum, you need, to be, you need to first of all understand, go back, and this is where I always say, go back to the Agile Manifesto to understand the four values and the supporting 12 principles. Now, if you look at the Agile Manifesto, it says that we are continuously uncovering better ways of developing software. And basically here, uh, I always like to say, replace the word software with a product, with a service, okay? And continuously uncovering, which means it's an ongoing process, right? It's a journey of discovery, self-discovery to both individuals, organizations, and teams, okay? Now, it says that by doing it and by helping others do it, which means there's the element of, you know, a coaching. So... Mm -hmm. There's the individuals and interactions, working software, which I tend to say, working product, customer collaboration, and responding to change. Now, I'm going to lean towards Scrum a bit in the conversation because Scrum, if you look at um, what Scrum says, Scrum tend to define, it's a framework that has been defined for people, teams, organizations with an aim of generating value through adaptive solutions, okay? Now, when you look at those key definitions, then it goes down to the key fundamentals of Agile, right? Agile is made, is made for people, right? Small teams, small cross-functional teams, right? So how is this team put together? How is this team, right? Um, how do they work together to be able to get value out of the door? Now, within Scrum, there are two, rather three critical roles that are defined. Now, 
what, what are those three critical roles? There's that one of product owner, the scrum master, and the development team. And just to make it clear, both the product owner and the scrum master are part, are part of the team, and we tend to call them developers. So do not really uh, misconstrue the word developer. So anybody who is in the team or the scrum team and is committed to the goal is known as a developer. So last time we tend, uh, we focused more on the scrum master role and um, maybe to get a different perspective from, from Ed. What's your perception of who a scrum master is? Okay, thanks again, Job, for this. So when you ask me what is my perception of a scrum master, so let me just deviate from the academic aspect to what people believe a scrum master is. Because uh, in most scenarios, people believe a scrum master is a project manager on steroids. But when you look at reality, a scrum master is part of the team. And when you're part of the team, that means that you are working together with the team. So for me, in terms of how I look as a scrum master, I look at him as or her as a big brother or sort of, uh, I would say, part of the team that actually allows the whole team to be glued up together. So that is basically the role at which the Scrum Master operates. Now, sometimes there tend to be a very thin line uh, between who a Scrum Master is, what they do, and that of a product owner. And sometimes um, in some of the organization, um, the role of a Scrum Master uh, isn't, is treated kind of lightly. Um, they look at it as someone whose who's particular, whose main role is just to facilitate meeting, you know, to remove impediments and, uh, you know, just to ensure that the team is adhering to a regular cadence, you know, stand-ups, uh, product reviews, uh, retrospectives, backlog grooming and sprint planning. But I tend to think a Scrum Master is much more than that. So let's take a look at uh, the journey from idea to market. What entails that whole process? Who do you engage? Who do you speak to? Who are the different actors or players do you bring onto the table to have a discussion? Remember, when you're talking about agile delivery, it's all about aiming to you know, push value incrementally out of the door to the consumer, getting the product or a service into the hands of a customer in the shortest time possible. And this requires very a very tight-knit collaboration between the people who are building the product and the people who actually interface with those who are going to use the product. So with that, I'm going to introduce a new term, that of a product owner. So what does a product owner do? And how does a product owner complement the Scrum Master and vis-a-vis -vis. and how does a product owner or a scrum master complement the actual developers within the team remember when you look at agile way of delivery when you talk about teams teams are basically cross-functional okay so you have all the skills that you need to get value out of the door okay so you're not so you're looking at skills that are spread across the team and it is mandatory and not really mandatory but recommended that those who are in the team actually try as much as possible to learn the skills that others do have. The idea is you do not want to create what I tend to call uh, structural silos within 
a product delivery team. For example, you need someone who can configure for you the cloud environment within which you need to deploy your products. And there's only one particular person who has those particular skills. And without them, then you cannot do the work. You cannot get the work done. So that's the whole idea of having a cross-functional team because you have the skills that are spread across the teams. So as a product owner, when you look at the Scrum Guide, when you talk about the product owner, so the product owner basically is accountable for maximizing the value of the product resulting from the work. So as a product owner, your work, according to the Scrum Guide, is to maximize the value of work that is coming out of the team. But then again, when you look at it critically, the product owner is responsible for building the right thing, right? So as a product owner, you need to be, uh, you need to take ownership of how to curate a product vision. And that means that as a team, you get together everyone, not only the developers, not only the stakeholders. And here I'm talking about the management and the actual users of a product or a service to to try and get the conversations going so that the idea is that all who are involved in the team know where they are going. Remember, today there's um, tend to be very thin line between, because there are those who tend to say that when you talk about Agile, Agile is somehow different from um, what you tend to call or what has evolved to become DevOps. And people have different definitions of what, to, what DevOps is and what agility is. But what I'll say is when you talk about agility, agility is all about trying to get value out of the door at the earliest time possible. And this is where we talk about incremental value delivery. Okay. Now, on the other hand, while, uh, when you talk, while agility placed a lot of focus on collaboration between the development team and the customer, because the whole idea was to give customer visibility of what is actually coming out, right? You don't want to be kept in the dark for a number of weeks or for a number of months, only to be given a product that is no longer valuable to you. So as a team, you come together and work with the customer. And this is where the product owner role becomes quite critical because as the product owner, you then interface with the actual users of the product. You get to you get to glean that which they want. So basically you are the voice of the customer. So you prepare and execute and even to some large extent, get that, gather that feedback from the actual users and bring them back to the development team. So as a product owner, you are responsible for building the right thing. Now, how does a Scrum Master complement the product owner? Because if you look at the definition, according to the Scrum Guide, the Scrum Master has responsibility at three levels. One, to the product owner, two, to the team, and three, to the organization. And perhaps this is one of the reasons why the role, there's so much weight on the role of the Scrum Master. And sometimes you don't really put a lot of focus on what the product owner is supposed to do. Because ideally, if you think about it, the product owner isn't just responsible for ordering the product backlog items. You know, they're not just responsible. For, they're not just responsible for ensuring that things are in the right priority. Because remember, I'll take you back to what I said before. From idea, which is basically it could be on a whiteboard, to the market. So what does that journey entail? 
I tend to divide it into three key phases. One, exploratory user, exploratory user research. Now, if, when you look at the exploratory user research phase, certain things or certain actions tend to take place. One, you want to get the high-level pro problem statement. Okay, So this means that as a product owner, you're going to identify the right users or the key people who will be responsible or not responsible, who will be actually be consuming the product. So basically, depending on the kind of research you do, sometimes you find that um, we tend to call this uh, kind of uh, workshop setups, uh, you know, focus group meetings, because the idea is, as a product owner, you're trying to understand the context, okay, from the perspective of the customer. So you do not want to design something from your desk. And I'm just going to quote something uh, from Mike Korn, who, tends, who says that the world is a dangerous place to view from behind a desk. So that means you have to be in the mix of things. Now, my former boss, uh, Leroy Burns, he's now head of products at ABSA in South Africa. I used to see him placing a lot of pressure on product owner to actually be at the market, be with the users, not just behind the desk, you know, looking at the product backlog, prioritizing things, you know. Because the idea is, how do you identify unmet motivations, needs, and then turn them into problems to solve? That is a work that is done by the product owner in collaboration with the Scrum Master, okay? Because out of those, out of those sessions, you're going to come up with what you tend to call journey maps, service blueprints, user persona definition. And in doing this, you're going to need the help of the Scrum Master to try and get things into place. Because how then do you create a high-level user persona, all right? Because with, to do this, you need someone with a, a, user, a user experience, a capability. So the product, the Scrum Master is going to come in to assist you in doing this. Because for example, as a product owner, you're going to identify the customers to interview, ensuring that you have a cross-sectional representation of your entire market. Okay, then you're going to leverage your business know-how. And this is where, again, we tend to say that as a product owner, you really don't need to be a subject matter expert, but you need to have that organizational knowledge, right, on how the organization works, how a product, how a product works, how it gets to the hands of the users. Okay, then as a product owner, you're going to ensure that there's right participation from the users, okay, from senior level executives, you know, to the junior most person. And you're going to leverage other skills to assist you here. For example, how are designers going to help you? You need to leverage the designer skills to come up with high-level user personas. And this is where then, as a Scrum Master, and then again, uh, maybe as an Agile coach, you help to coordinate the logistics, right, for the visioning workshop. You help facilitate the groups through persona, okay, empathy mapping, and identifying the ideal customer journey mapping so it is not just about, you know, uh, scheduling events, making sure that uh, the cadence is running right, uh, you know, ordering the product backlog. I think I've talked so much. Ed, <laughs> not really. what's your idea of a product owner? Okay. Uh, in most of the cases I've seen is people assume the product owner is the subject matter expert, which sometimes when it comes to, when you look at reality, 
that means that a product owner cannot move from one organization to another because the, each organization is different, but that is not the case. So for me, when it comes to product ownership, I believe is somebody who will act as an ambassador to from uh, representing the organization as well as taking the whole ownership of the product in terms of its conception and actually owning it until its retirement. So the perception that a product owner only exists during the development, I think that is a wrong per se in terms of what a product owner is because a product owner actually owns the, all the product through the whole life cycle. Inception till the day they decide to retire. This also involves him or her actually discussing with the users and understanding the market, how the product is being used, understand whether the product is actually meeting what the value is supposed to do and whether it needs to be revamped or even being uh, decommissioned or retired. So when you look at it per se, the product owner, actually the aspect of ownership plays a huge role means that they actually have to have a passion towards the product itself. Be able, let's use the example, and I would like using the example of uh, WhatsApp. If you're a product owner for WhatsApp, you really need to understand the value it gives to the customers, not only current, but also anticipate what else they might need. So when you bring the dynamics of a product owner within the team, they are the ambassadors of the product to the team. They are the guys who make the developers, the scrum masters, as well as the organization actually have a taste and understand what the, uh, the end user requires this product. What is the value that they will derive from using this product? And they are the ones who will tell the organization that the product that we are actually offering the market doesn't really entice the customer. And these are the feedback they get. So the product owner will not only exist within the Scrum aspect or the Agile aspect. They have to really be uh, understand how the market is operating and how the product is being used by the end users. So I say that the product owner who normally has the hardest uh, job is the product owner who actually deals with products that go to the customers who are external. A product owner who actually deals with the products that are used within the organization of, say, they really have an easy job because they have the customers uh, at arm's length and they can be able to understand what they want. But when we are looking at a product owner who actually looks at products that are used globally, are used by different demographics, that is a product owner who really, really, really needs to invest in information and data that is derived from the customer who normally use the product. Over to you, Job. Yeah. So I think one of the biggest challenges that AIL organizations that are aiming to adopt Agile is the textbook definition of who a product owner is. Now, if you look at the Scrum Guide, and I tend to say, and always say, Scrum Guide, you know, it's like a building with pillars, right? It provides you with the key pillars, structural strength for you to have the house. So how you partition the house where you have the kitchen, how, whether to have an open plan kitchen, where to put the bathroom, that is up to you. Now, at a very high level, the Scrum Guide says that the product owner is accountable for maximizing value of the product resulting from the work of the Scrum team. Okay? Now, and it says that it may differ from one organization to the other and may differ from one team to the next. And it gives 
very high level bulleted points of what the product owner is accountable for. Now, developing and explicitly communicating a product back goal, product goal, basically the product vision, you know, ordering the product backlog item. And it goes on to say that, you know, uh, the product owner may delegate the responsibility to others. And I think that is where the rain starts to beat most teams or organizations. A product owner who is never available to the team. Now, one of the key um, pillars of Agile is autonomous cross-functional team, which means the team makes its own decisions, which means the team is empowered. So long as the team is aligned to a particular vision, they're aligned to the, the OKR, OKRs that were defined, the objectives and key results, then they determine how to deliver value to the organization and to the customer. So which means that when a decision is to be made, I not necessarily need to write an email to an executive somewhere, which will take another three days turn around or four days turn around, which means the team is stuck somewhere. So the product owner needs to be empowered and available. Available means that when a team has a query regarding how a product is supposed to evolve, then the product owner is supposed to provide feedback immediately. Now, that means that the person is empowered and the person is actually available to the team. So it goes on again to look at who the product owner is. Like, so the, as a product owner, you're not only a visionary, you are also a customer ambassador and you're also a team leader. A team leader in the sense that one, you help to design and you know, manage product meetings, okay? You, you drive the sprint planning, the backlog planning. It's not entirely something that you leave to the Scrum Master. So you're supposed to be there. You're supposed to define success. You're supposed to tell the product story. You're supposed to build, especially when you're talking about being a customer ambassador, you're supposed to build relationships with the customer, with the delivery team, and with other key stakeholders. And also, this is where then, as a product owner, then you become knowledgeable with what the team is doing at any given time, so that when you go to those TECO meetings and you know what to present, right? Then again, as a product owner, you're supposed to be part and parcel of the team. You do not sit somewhere at an arm's length or with a 10-foot pole, right? You know, when things go haywire, then... You're not part of the team. So I think that is where organizations go wrong because not really defining what a product owner is supposed to be. And sometimes you find that some of these um, accountabilities or responsibilities tend to be left to the scrummers. Then again, it goes back, the team decides how to work. So again, the team really needs to be empowered on how to continuously deliver value. Now, so this brings me to the point where as a Scrum Master, because like it or not, the Scrum Master is a very huge role. There's a lot of weight put on the Scrum Master. And if you've looked at some of the job descriptions on LinkedIn, on what a Scrum Master comes to do at an organization, you're basically coming to help at three levels. One, to build teams. Two, to help with the team strategy and the product strategy. And three, with the culture. Those are three key pillars that as a Scrum Master, you really need to be aware of. So maybe my question to you, Ed, how does a Scrum Master transition? And I'm not going to use the word senior Scrum Master. Mm -hmm. How does a Scrum Master transition to be an Agile coach? Mm -hmm. Okay, thanks for bringing that aspect of senior Scrum Masters because I have seen uh, that definition in several of the vacancy announcements, especially within this part of Africa. So when you ask me how does one transition, 
I would say, first of all, is they need to get out of the cocoon of whereby they just believe in running the stand-ups or running the contents within the scrum teams. So for you to transition towards being as an agile coach, that means, first of all, you need to understand what is happening within the organization. Understand how the organization works and see how agile can be able to transform the organization. This is especially when you are looking at an organization that you're already in. But when you are looking at internal, let's say, self-actualization, is how much do you invest in yourself to understand what an Agile coach is all about? Does this mean that you need to understand other roles within Agile? Let's ignore the aspect about uh, a developer. Do you need to understand what a product owner does? Are you able to be able to train product owners? Are you able to train developers within the team to understand what Agile encompasses? So first, you must be a master within your domain, that is within a Scrum Master. Be able to elaborate what Agile is all about within the team. Then from there, you must be able to communicate. If you are poor within the communication skills, then I believe you will not do well as an Agile coach. Because when you look at it, an Agile coach spends a lot of time not only deducing what the organization is uh, doing, but also convincing the organization. So if you do not have the influencing skills to be able to tell the top leadership and uh, be able to sell what Agile transformation does to organization, then it might be a challenge for you to transition from being an a scrum master towards an agile coach. But based on the several agile or scrum masters that I have met, I have not met one that lacks the prerequisite for them being an agile coach. So I think for us as scrum masters, as well as the agile coaches out there, when we get out of that cocoon of believing Agile is all about Scrum or Agile is all about Kanban or it's all about SAFE. And we go towards looking at the whole organization and seeing how we can bring the Agile aspects within the organization to make the organization better perform. That is when we will be able to transition towards what an Agile coach is all about. Over to you, Job. Mm. Yeah. Um, quite elaborative. So... um. I think as a Scrum Master, um, one of the things um, as you get ready to transition uh, to being an Agile coach, there are certain principles that you really need to understand on what it means to be an Agile team. One, self-organization, which means the team decides how best to organize themselves to meet the team's goals. Self-managing. Okay, every team member is responsible for managing the team. So I'm not supposed to go after you, not to look after you. You know, we're all professionals and you know why you're here. As a team, again, I keep saying, it's supposed to be cross-functional. So there's a range of skills, um, you know, that is supposed to be spread within the team. So the team needs to be right-sized. The team needs to be committed, empowered, focused, and immutable. So over time, as a Scrum Master, then, like you said, one, domain mastery. So have you mastered the domain within which you are delivering because, for example, you could be a master of Scrum as a framework. You could be a master of um, SAFE as a framework. But then as you transition from being a Scrum master to an Agile coach, I tend to believe you need to be someone who's very ag agnostic in, the, in every sense of agility in that 
you do not place a lot of weight or a lot of emphasis that this is the right framework that as a team is supposed to do. Remember, being agile is not about framework adoption. That's one thing I keep telling people, teams, and organizations. Being agile is not mastery and framework adoption, right? It's being able to understand what the Agile Manifesto communicates and what the supporting 12 principles actually do. And it goes back to what I said a little bit earlier. So there are three key pillars that as a Scrum Master or an Agile coach, you need to be you need to start perfecting. That of strategy, team strategy, organization strategy, individual strategy. That of culture. Mm-hmm. Other than culture, that of skills and yeah. talent. How do you yeah. distribute skills and talent across the team and across the organization? And someone has just joined us into the studio. Dennis. Yeah, yeah. So you've joined at the tail end of the discussion yeah. and we're trying to wrap up on this you know, conversation of you know, the different roles within the team. And uh, I don't know if it, I'm going to be able to recap, but we've really captured a lot. But I think in my closing argument, I'll just say this. If you're going to form a team, it's one team. And that's what Scrum says. Whether you're a product owner, whether you're a Scrum master, and whether you are a backend developer or a full stack developer, you are a team, okay? Small teams of people. So you are part of the development team. There's mm-hmm. no one who exists outside that domain. So you're in the team. So you need to understand what's, what am I accountable and responsible for? Because at the end of the day, we need to get value out of the door. So over time, as an organization, may decide, okay, who, who's best to become or take up the Scrum Master role, who's best to take up the product owner role, and who else to fit into the team in order to deliver value. Maybe Dennis, in the tail end of the uh, discussion, what will be your takeaway when it comes to, you know, those role definition and being able to understand what they mean to the organization, to the teams, and to individuals? Okay, then. So um hope everyone is awesome. Just joined. But uh, just adding to whatever you've pointed out, it's uh, it's actually true. Everyone is part of the development team. And it's, to me, I feel there's nothing like uh, a developer, a PM. It's anyone who adds value to the overall vision forms that team. It really doesn't matter if you're a shared resource or a dedicated resource. So... Uh, in regards to my sentiments, that's how I can put it. Everyone who adds value is part of the team. And with that, we all have that uh, full um, collaborative and uh, full accountability as one. Awesome. And maybe, let me pick your mind a bit when it comes to that whole team makeup and what it means to be agile. So sometimes... um. People tend to say that in order to be uh, agility means that we have a better way of doing source code management. We have a better way of doing peer code review. And I think this is where um, the definition of DevOps has been misconstrued, right? And uh, I tend to believe and I tend to hold that firm feeling that slowly, slowly over time, we are losing the definition of what it means or what DevOps actually means. Because to me, DevOps is all about continuous delivery of value to the customer, right? By collaborating with everyone and anyone who needs to be part of that life cycle. And that's why you start to start bringing in people like InfoSec, operations, business, commercials, and so forth. 
So for, for me, I don't think DevOps in the sense of speaking agile is about, you know, skills in Azure, skills in, um, in AWS, right? Yeah. But it's all about how do we deliver from in a matter of weeks, in a matter of days, right? And make sure that everyone is involved. I don't know what, uh, so maybe you can answer to that, uh, Ed, and maybe give us some of your closing uh, statements. Okay. Thank you, Job. Thank you, Dennis. So f- for me, and uh, I will reiterate what you were trying to allude in terms of an agile team. I think a lot has been emphasized on developer, product owner, and uh, scrum master to the point that when you go to another team, let's say HR, you go to InfoSec, like you said, you go to procurement, and when they look at their team and they see they do not have a developer, they quickly throw out agility out of the way because they believe this is not about agility and capacities. So it's all about the mindset. If you are able to be able to deliver change within a specific period of time to deliver value, then now you are building towards agility. So my parting shot towards the roles would be anybody can be in an agile team. Any organization can be able to self-structure itself to be more agile. So let's look at and forget about those frameworks and start looking at agility towards how quick are we able to deliver value, how quick are we able to restructure ourselves within an organization. You can create whatever roles within the organization. I once uh, worked with a department that was in finance and they were trying to implement agility and bring the iterations on delivering things within a month, that is uh, four weeks, and they were able to do it. And it was not about them developing in terms of creating software, like what job you said, you can replace a working software with a product. And for them, products were divided either with it uh, an audit work or was it paying salaries, and they were able to achieve. So my parting shot would be self-actualize, look internally, develop the skills that you require, see how within your own small circle you are able to build uh, an agile workforce that can be able to deliver within specific periods of time. So agility is possible. It's possible not only in the software development, if people in construction are starting to think about how agility can come within the construction environment, then I believe it is possible everywhere. So those are my parting shots. Mm. Over to you, Job. And, it, and this is something that Dennis always says, you know, agile is not about IT, yeah. basically an innovative way of working. You know, get, you know, getting things out of the dock in the shortest time possible, you know, so that you gather, you quickly gather business value, being able to work in unpredictable environments, mindsets and not uh, methodology. And for me, maybe Dennis, um, this is for you as we close. Eh? Long-term, supporting long-term capability building as you strive to you know, drive agile adoption in organization. And I've not said scrum adoption. I've not said safe adoption. It's agile adoption within the organization and being able to have that long-term vision, supporting that long-term capability building to ensure that we are actually walking the talk, the mile. So one of the most popular ways is, you know, role-based one-on-one coaching. What are some of those other 
techniques that may be as a seasoned agile practitioner you can recommend to an organization that is trying to adopt agile on how to build capability in the long term okay then so the one-on-one works but um having that organizations are really big stretched guys are, are in different departments the timings you know the whole prioritization is uh, is off i would suggest having a community now all of you don't have to be agile experts you just need to be agile enthusiasts you you need to have a set of people who want to learn who are willing to experiment then from there it's actually easy to continue the whole agile adoption long term you talked about scrum you can find in an organization scrum can work but for the it team or for the finance team then in hr safe will work it depends or kanban it depends on how the community sits what can you learn from each other and another aspect is uh try to get um i don't know how to say this if it's possible for you to get speakers to come in and challenge the the different agile community you might end up even transforming other people who were not thinking of agile and they're like ah oh, this is a competitor brand they're coming to to speak to us uh, about 1 2 3 this is something we can adopt let's try it there's that other approach and lastly if it's possible for you to enter as many communities cut across the whole world you're going to get learnings from everywhere so that's it awesome thanks edward for making it we pray you make it next time <laughs> we will do <laughs> and um dennis i pray you make it on time next time i know today um you're all in gulf with personal issues um, but we pray that all is well so until next time from us to you from sema box is a big thank you wishing you a happy weekend and um you know keep being the best see you at the top over